What's up? <laughs> hey I'm so sad because you decided that you didn't want to do that next year. I know. <laughs> guys, the intro is changing next year, okay? I don't think it should. I think should I, it. I do. I think it's cringe and it makes me cringe. Like, <laughs> listen, I told the people I work with about my podcast and one of the girls like pulled it up and started playing it and you could just hear me in the background <laughs> like say that and I was like, oh my God, you. Like, so we're switching it up. That's funny. I'll switch it up every year until I decide what I like. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, Lexi, today we are finally. You didn't introduce finally, us like you normally oh. do. <laughs> Guys, I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Lexi. And this is Blue Library Podcast, and this intro has gone to shit. Okay. I love it. The great ending of the year. <laughs> It's not like we've done this 50 other times. <laughs> Guys, can you tell it's been a long year? Okay. Pretty much. I'm surprised we haven't killed each other yet. Bruh. It's I'm a good thing we record from different states. I'm just surprised that we're still planning on doing this again next year. I know. Like after a whole year and that we haven't like gotten in a nasty fight yet. You Knock right. On wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lexi, what book are we doing today? Lexi, what book are we doing today? Zodiac Academy 8, Sorrow and Starlight by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti. Um, if you've not gotten caught up all the way in the series... What are you doing here? Go, yeah, go back and <laughs> read the books and then come back. Um, Our spoiler warning... This is the most recent book out. Neither one of us have read The Awakening by the or as told by the boys yet, but we've read or the big the ASS party. Yeah, but we've read everything else, so we're all caught up. So obviously, since we're talking about the most recent book, if you've not finished it, again, what the fuck are you doing? Um, <laughs> that came off more aggressive than I meant for it to. I'm sorry. Um, also, this warning. book was long as hell. Oh my god. 1250 pages are you kidding me it was insane um trigger warning sexual content death violence war blood murder rape sexual assault torture injury injury detail emotional abuse gore death of a parent suicide fire fire injury hate crime toxic relationship grief bullying child abuse physical abuse sexual violence kidnapping gaslighting body horror confinement domestic abuse infidelity self-harm suicide attempt alcohol sexual harassment classism there's there might be more but our but our brains are literally fried at this point dude it's been a long fuck it it came out over a week ago guys it's been a long time trying to fucking read this book yeah it's so big and i'm sure you okay. know that if you're here yes hopefully all right all lexi's right. gonna kick off our synopsis all right guys you're in for a long ride <laughs> really all right, so we start off literally right where it ended. Darcy is climbing a mountain. She's able to hold on to her mind, but just barely. Okay, uh, she follows the sh- uh, shooting star that she found from like the last book thing or whatever. I don't know. I got really confused for a minute. Forgot what I was reading. Me too. And then happened. I just moved on. <laughs> yeah. Um, the shadows are swirling around Darcy now. As she looks into the lake, she can see that her eyes are black. There is no ring around them. Um, no matter how hard she tries, she can't summon her magic, and her phoenix is gone. 
um but not like it's sleeping like it's just flat out gone okay terrifying um so <clears throat> she's fucking livid with the stars at this point and i'm just gonna read this part because it made me sad and i want to make you all sad with me um <laughs> Release the book is called this... Sorrow and I Starlight. Know. I think we're all sad. Yeah. Okay. So it says, release me from this curse. I screamed so loud it tore my throat. Return my powers. Give me the chance to fight and I'll give you something to watch from your perches up there. I'll give you blood, vengeance, and an end to, or end to the false king and his shadow queen that will sate your need for entertainment. I spat rage flooding through me as they watched with hushed indifference. So sad. So there's a vision that she gets. It's where she's able to talk to her mom and dad. So for them, it's a vision for her. It's like actually happening. She's able to actually talk to them. And it's actually kind of crazy when you think about it. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, So it's, yeah, it's really cute. It made me sad though, like at the same time. So definitely. Yes. Yeah, so now we flash over to Tori's point of view. Uh, Tori is just in absolute despair. She is staying over Darius's body. She's cried like over his body for hours. Okay. And again, same. The first six chapters, I sobbed nonstop, like just no stopping. And then the rest of the time I was reading out in public, so I didn't cry, but I wanted to. Um, so this is what Tori is like says to him. Your soul is bound to mine. I breathed against his mouth, even though I knew he was no longer there to hear my words, but a dark and unknown energy seemed to stir in the air itself at that vow. And I won't rest until I make every star in the heavens fall for trying to cleave us apart. Um, she makes a fucking bond with the stars that she's going to destroy them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that happened. She, uh, threw blood up at the stars and was like, I'm going to fucking, whatever she said. Feel my um, so, wrath. So she decides that in order to hold on to hope and not follow Darius into death, she's going to look for Darcy. Tori ends up finding the Imperial Star, and she hears a whisper, and she thinks that um, she might be able to use the star, but it turns out she can't. Um, Tori finds Catalina and Hamish, and um, knew that they had died to keep Lionel from getting into the burrows. Um, and then, you know, we kind of end that chapter on this sad note. I never wanted to be a queen, but now a crown of flames would ignite like a funeral pyre upon my bow- brow. And wa- or, and my one and only decree would be to seek out the end of all who had crossed me and make them scream as they were forced to bow at my feet. So, Lionel and the stars. Duh. Ashley, no comment? Okay. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> so... If you remember from the last one, Orion, in order to try and save Darcy, took over, um, like, the, whatever, going with Lavinia, um, so that he could break Darcy's curse. So Lavinia has decided that she's going to put a collar and a leash of shadows onto Orion so that he has to follow her around. Um, Orion ends up finding Gabriel on his knees in front of Lionel and his air is being sucked out of him. That's when Orion figures out that Gabriel is there and Lavinia shackles Orion and then stabs him over and over. Um, then we get a chapter from Justin's point of view. Justin is still suspended into the air, trying to escape the nymphs that are waiting for him to drop. And he is realizing he's running out of power. Geraldine has people um, getting stuck. Stop. You're not going to talk about the nummy pack. (laughs) That shit got me dead. (laughs) You can talk about it. 
He's got a little fanny pack of because he's a Cerberus, right? So he's a fanny pack with like a whole bunch of leaves in it, like the wolfsbane leaves. And he like just casually like he's like, I'm so glad I had my nummy pack. My mom was so smart to keep, tell me to keep my nummy pack. And he got like he says nummy pack like six times in this fucking chapter. And it's so funny. It was also like 3 a.m. when I read this part. So, dude, I was dying. Um, so Geraldine has people, uh, like she's freaking out about, um, Xavier and she's like, she sends, um, whoever the fuck it is to go get, um, I think it was Dante and Leon. Yeah. Um, so that they can heal Xavier. Um, and then she hears Tori is back and she goes running and realizes Tori has three coffins with her. And again, more heartbreak. I, Geraldine, some, some, something, Gruss, was, was alone. I'm sorry, I can't say her names, like her middle names, um, was alone. And I felt as though I was standing upon a spinning compass, directionless, true north, abandoning me to the chaos of a circling needle for where did I go from here? And that just broke my heart. So Geraldine comforts Xavier when he learns that his brother and mother are dead. Um. <clears throat> And I'm not going to read that part because it's so sad. Um, But she ends up, like, singing to him. And it's just heartbreaking. Um, Then she says this about Tori. I raised my eyes to Tori, noting the blood dripping slowly from some wound on her hand as she watched us. Broken. My queen, my lady, my dear friend had been broken by all she had now survived. And as I looked into that darkness in her eyes, I had the terrifying feeling that there was nothing on this earth that could ever fix her again. Like, same though. Facts. Um, <clears throat> so they ended up having the funeral. Xavier and Geraldine um, stayed by their sides until Xavier finally ended up collapsing from the grief and trying to heal. If you remember, his wings were ripped off. And Tyler insisted Geraldine go too. Um, Tori is basically just a shell of herself and is absolutely just depressed in every way possible, which her twin and her mate are gone. Um. <clears throat> Tori ends up giving a fucking awesome speech that, like, rallies the rebels up and gets them all excited again. And she's concerned about, like, where they are now, if they're safe and everything. Um, They figure out or they plan that they're not going to let anybody out um, or leave and that um, they're going to basically destroy all of the atlases and have, like, a select few set aside for Tori's inner circle because um, and then that way they don't have to worry about the mole. Um, Tori takes a bath. Leon and Dante end up coming in, and Dante says that he can heal the wound on her hand without taking the scar away because she wanted the scar there to remind her of the promise she made to the stars. Leon is in denial about Gabriel leaving, and then this part I fucking loved because at one point when she was sad, she goes, "But I wasn't powerless. I was Roxania Vega," and I was like, oh, "Yes, yes, queen. I know." Um, <clears throat> Dante and Leon go to see if Gabriel left anything for them um, to find, and. Tori ends up getting dressed and plans to go look for Max, Seth, and Caleb since she, like, those were the only people that she truly know, like, knew where they were. Geraldine ended up dyeing her hair red. Okay. And I feel like she is fucking rocking it. Oh, um, absolutely. Then- it's giving Ariana Grande, like, in yep. Victorious. Like, because yep. you know she didn't go for, like, a ginger. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, fire truck red. Um, or so the the way that Doria described it was blood red. It was blood red. Um, so then 
this is what Tor or Geraldine says. Um, then I'm coming with you. My maxi boy awaits me, and I shall bay for vengeance on behalf of my dear daddy while ripping the throats from our enemies as we retreat them. I was like, yes, Geraldine, go get your boy. I love. Um, so Geraldine and Tori end up going to save the heirs. Seth is being forced to run to keep um, funneling magic into the rift. His mom tells him to hold on. Still, he's an alpha. Seth ends up pulling Caleb out of bloodlust right before he kills a man. Then the rift took Caleb's power and Caleb started feeling the bloodlust again. Then this part, again, is really sad. Cal, I panted as he gazed up at me, though, or through hooded eyes, his breaths falling heavily from his chest. I don't see a way out, or way out of this one. We always get out here, asked, though his words were or tinted with doubt. Oh, man, I f or I'd fucked up big time um, when it came to him. Was this really how we went out of the world? I was meant to have eternity to figure shit out with him. But now it felt like there was a, th or a ticking clock above my head and we were down to our, our final seconds. What if we don't this time? I voiced my deepest terror and his throat bobbed as another fay was dragged towards him. The girl kicking and fighting the strength of the nymphs, but it was a losing battle. Darius knows where we are. He'll come back. Or he'll, yeah, he'll come back. And I put, I highlighted that and my note said, no, he won't with a million cry or crying faces and a shit ton of heart, like broken hearts. Um, Max ends up, he can feel the um, feelings from Seth, knows that he's saying goodbye. And it's just a fucking heartbreaking thing. Um, and then the very last page of this fucking chapter, Seth goes, the end was coming. I could feel it everywhere. And it's horrifying. Um, so Tori wants to drive the nymphs far enough away that she can unleash her power to take them down while Geraldine closes the rift and shields the heirs and their families. Um, but they, the nymphs keep hurting, like hurting her back so that she has to kill them off one by one. Um, Geraldine is working on closing the rift and all that fun shit while Tori's going all badass. And then Geraldine and Tori end up saving the day. Max's stepmom and stepsister, we find out, are on Lionel's side. So that fucking sucks. They end up go, or Tori decides she wants to burn down um, Acrox Manor. So she goes in. She ends up stealing um, all of Lionel's treasures, which good, fuck him. And then Geraldine carves into the wall, long live the queens. But Tori makes it in Phoenix Fire, burning in there. Long live the motherfucking queens. And the best part about this is this door was made specifically because they were like, oh, it's um, no, no, or nothing can get through it. Not even dragon fire. Well, keep in mind, there were no phoenixes at the time that um, this whole thing was made. So, oh, that was like, I think it's the pop filter that's making everything sound kind of muffled. Um, so what happened is Tori burned a phoenix shaped fucking hole through this door and it's fucking badass um, i loved it so the counselors are trying to take charge of the rebels and tori is all like fuck that it ain't happening and then they accidentally make a star bow or star bond uh i think this is caleb and tori make a star bond to um rip their fates from the stars and burn them i don't know what i typed in there i'm trying to piece it together Either way, the counselors are there and they're trying to take charge and Tori's like, oh, fuck that. Um, Lionel finds his manor burning and commands uh, whoa, commands Lavinia to bring Darcy to the palace so he can ex or execute her. Then Lionel fucks Stella and says that their relationship is strictly business and just fucking and it's ugh. awful. So then we get... Well, this is a... <laughs> then we get Milton's point of view um, and he gets this... Uh, 
horoscope, this daily horoscope that I texted Ashton. I was like, please fuck no. There's only one Aries that I fucking know. This says, good morning, Sagittarius. The stars have spoken about your day. The wind is wild and the seas are stormy as darkness clouds your night, never seeming to give way to sunshine. But take heed, a light may soon be shining through the dark to illuminate the way on. If only you can find it in your or find it for yourself. An unexpected alliance with an Aries may fall into your lap today. And ad, or an adversary turned friend, if you can open your heart to such a path, beware the chime of the morning bell and seek peace in the company of those you trust above all. Remember, the sun always shines brightest before a storm um there is an article basically shitting on darius and talking about um lionel being good for killing him and all that shit so milton and some other orders have been keeping up like meeting undercover so it's the undercover ass meetings which i just fucking love and they are um, at one when Marguerite warns them that Mildred is coming. And then when they ask why she's helping, she says it's because she actually loved Darius. Which um, I hate, but like also I love. Oh, and then. Okay. Oh, so the star. Leaves like this message or whatever for darcy and i highlighted the parts that the star was saying so this is what the star says to darcy okay it is time for my release all stars fall my time has come i remember now you are shadow cursed a mortal you shall soon be the fates are still being woven thread by thread cruelty is a con or a construct of fey not us when we are perched within the sky we are neither good nor bad we see all we offer answers we guide and gift but we may take and destroy if the choice made below us invoke it <clears throat> fate is unbalanced the wrath of clindonness wove your woes uh whatever that word was wants you to keep the broken pot or promise warrior of the vega line it is time for my end my death is the gift of fae a gift of a gift all stars offer in their demise it is what magic lives in your world for my magic is your magic um so the star dies and as always leaves that confusing message um, then Lavinia summons Darcy and she's in the lake and it's not quite as strong. And um, as soon as she gets out of the lake, she turns into the beast and goes. And I put this afterwards. She should have just stayed in the lake, honestly, like for fuck's sake, the pull wasn't as strong there. <laughs> I feel that though. Um, so she finds out that Lance is there. Lance tells Darcy about the curse. Um, they think maybe they can get Lavinia to break it because Orion made the death um bond with her and that she'll die in breaking the curse lance tells gabriel or tells her that gabriel is there and darius didn't make it there was also a cool scene where darcy goes after the shadow bitch and the shadow bitch actually manages to look a little scared yeah that was, was really fucking cool, cool. Um, orion says this to her and it just absolutely destroyed me um, listen to me, Blue. I loved you when your soul sh when your soul shone with all the starlight in the night sky, and I'll love you now when your soul is the blackest you've ever known. I will love you whole, and I'll lo or love you in pieces. It doesn't matter, light or dark. I am here. This is what mates are for. It's what I made to be for you by the stars themselves. So stop trying to shut me out. What love? Lionel goes to kill Darcy, but Lavinia stops him, and then they get Stella to open, or they go they're trying to get Stella to open up a new rift. Good God, why? I have fucking notes that I apparently have kept skipping. Um, 
don't know. Ashley, correct me if I miss anything, because apparently I was dumb when I did the synopsis. Um, okay. Stella, Stella visits Orion. He sends her, um, but he sends her ass away. Darcy and Orion fuck. Leon and Dante go look for Gabriel, but find Washer, and Washer tells them the king took him away. Uh, now we're back in Justin's point of view. Justin's magic ran out, and now he is left to fight the nymphs on his own. Terrifying thought. But this was, like, after he went into a cloud trying to, like, lose them and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Dante and Leon say they know where, or tell um, Tori that they know where Gabriel is. Then Tori says she will go um, get him. Then, of course, there's a fight with the counselors. And then Tori says Rosalie can be part of the meetings. And that pisses the counselors off. And this is what Washer says to Tori. I felt them dying all around me. He breathed into my ear. They were afraid and in pain, but all of them, each and every one, was proud to be fighting this fight for you and your sister for a better world. Um, so Which honestly makes all the fucking difference to be uh-huh. like. That's where like hello. she had a shift in like how she was seeing things. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> So the heirs Phoenix weapons are brought in and the heirs parents obviously don't like it. They think that it makes them weak, but whatever. Um, I fucking love Leon. This I just had to put this scene in here because I love it. They're talking about how they're going to avoid having Gabriel see like what they're planning and stuff. And somebody <laughs> says, I'm as sly as a lion. And um, Seth goes, but aren't foxes usually that? Leon pressed a finger to his mouth as he silenced him. Gabriel will see you questioning that and tell Lionel, you're being so damn obvious, little pig. Oh, it's Xavier, little pago dude. <laughs> I love. I just fucking love Leon. Um, so chaos ensues when Leon says that they should or that they should never really plan their moves and just move at random. And it's actually quite hilarious that the counselors didn't <laughs> think that they had like a say. Um <clears throat> and dude, they get I'm on my gonna- nerves. I know. So I'm going to read this scene to you because this is just encapsul or encapsulates the like um, shit show that was that meeting. Um, Geraldine gave a pterodactyl screech so loud that I almost fell off my damn chair. Silence falling in the room as everyone stared at her in alarm and she hastily got to her feet before explaining herself. I have just had an idea. What if we can make use of the shadow eye, which we took from the face of that Cretan Vard? Oh my God. How Xavier asked, perhaps, and I can't be certain, but perhaps if one of us were to take out our own eye and place the shadow eye into our face instead, we may be able to use it to see the shadows, much (laughs) as the previous owner of that foul creation once did to surf the false king. If so, we may be able to see what Lavinia is doing God. with the shadows and thus report back about everything we learn, giving ourselves a major advantage over our enemy at every turn. Who the fuck would volunteer to have that thing put in their face? Caleb Aston disgust as he recoiled from the table. I volunteer myself, Ger- Geraldine cried, pulling at her grandma's eye scoop from her pocket <laughs> and tipping her head back to the roof as she prepared to pluck her own eye from her face to make room for the shadow thing. What the fuck are you doing? Max roared as he lunged for her and I jumped to my feet as I fought to get the eye scoop away from her too. No, Geraldine, I cried. No fucking way. And then, ah, it's slimy, Leon grasped from behind me, or gasped from behind me. And I glanced around to look at him, finding the shadow eye free of the spyglass and crawling over his hand, heading towards his arm as it turned and began to ascend towards his face. What's it doing? It's searching for your eye so that it can, or it may devour it and take up residence within your skull, Geraldine replied simply, like that wasn't <laughs> horrifying as hell. Ah, Leon shook his hand wildly and the eye shot off of it, flying across the table and slapping straight into Seth's face, or face. 
where it grabbed hold of his cheek and instantly started wriggling towards his eye instead. Seth howled in horror, leaping forward and slamming into Tiberius as he tried to get up to help him. I yelled for Seth to grab it, even as the thing made it over his cheekbone and the wild flailing of his arms did nothing to knock it off. Hold still, <laughs> Caleb roared, and Seth did so. Half a second before Caleb punched him with a fist coated in stone. <laughs> Seth howled in agony as something definitely broke in his face, and he fell to the ground before Caleb shot closer and yanked him upright again. I shoved my way past the others to inspect the damage, taking in the burst shadow eye across Seth's cheek and the broken eye socket that Caleb had given him for good measure. Is it gone, Seth pleaded, and I nodded in confirmation, taking his hand and healing him when he, or while he looked from me to Caleb, whose face was a mixture of shock and relief. Looks like no one will be using the shadow eye then, I said, not a single part of me upset over the fact. <laughs> Dude, that part was fucking funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, so then the next chapter, we get Sad Boy Seth. Um, Justin comes in, like... Uh, wait, wait. Did you say that the heirs... Tori has to tell the heirs that Darius died? Yeah, we're getting there. Hold on. Oh, my bad, my bad. We're getting there. So we have Sad Boy Seth. Justin comes in, and nymphs come to attack. Caleb, Seth, and Tori power share and take care of them. Um, and Geraldine and Max do the same, but like on the ground, the counselors look pissed that they power shared with Tori. Um, Tori tells Seth about Darcy and the curse. Max tries to get Seth to open up and tells him that just because he loves Geraldine, it doesn't mean he is abandoning Seth. Um, Leon comes in and says they all need to leave. They do the count or, and they do the counselors try to calm everyone down, but no one listens to them good um and then caleb and seth fight a smidge and seth instead of talking to caleb like an adult assumes things and it makes everything a million times worse or worse <laughs> um geraldine has named the island that they're on now because they like broke the island off and you know they are out at sea so that gabriel can't find them um it is the rebels undying mighty province so rump and i didn't highlight the part but seth has a fucking fit about it he's like we're all just a bunch of asses on a rump i know that was so funny laugh. so <clears throat> xavier and the heirs siblings race and he finally um you definitely missed shifting. it no it comes in later because i remember i put it in here no because before they leave they create the dragon that's watching over the caskets of everybody and that they use their magic to do that before they go to the rump Okay, then you talk. Okay. Um, so how does it come up even? Um See, you don't even fucking know and you're trying to correct me. <clears throat> okay, so they're asking about like what happened at the battle and um Tori says like we lost too many people and Geraldine's like my dad and Catalina and the um counselors are like oh no like we knew catalina obviously while she was with lionel like that sucks and then seth kind of looks around and he's like fuck darius isn't here what happened and he goes where is he and tori can't answer and then we get like this absolutely devastating line of um hold on a second because when she brought the casket back, that's when he, that's when Seth would have known. And you just said Seth realized that he's not, or Darius isn't there. That was a way that's at right. the fucking beginning. I know. And you didn't say it. 
Yeah, but we're now at chapter 23, so it's irrelevant at this point. No, we are on chapter 12 because we get the absolute devastation. I'm reading through (laughs) chapter 23, and you're now correcting me from the beginning of the fucking book. Fix it. We'll fix it in production. Anyway, the heirs are, like, really devastated, and they're like, we're no longer the four celestial heirs because, like, there aren't four of us anymore. And it's really sad. Yeah, okay, I wasn't going to make everybody cry, but good job, Ashley. Okay, now back skipping forward to chapter 23, because Ashley failed at her job. I'm sorry, I thought, like, I was like, did I mess it up? But then I reached and no. Xavier and the heirs, siblings, um, they all race to get to the little island thing, and he finally shifts, and he ends up winning. So he has not shifted since he lost his wings, which I don't blame him. Tori and Xavier start carving an island for them to float out onto Sion, and Geraldine names it, but um, I I said it, or I was like, I forgot the name, but we call it the rump, and then I found the name. Um, <laughs> and Seth hates it and points out that they are all asses on a rump. LOL. That's what I said. <laughs> My notes. <laughs> Gabriel can see his own fate and that Vard will get access to his visions, and um, with Lionel being the one needing these visions, it's very, as Ashley would say, bad news bears. Yes. And I put that in the notes too. <laughs> um, gay. Oh, whoa. he's here. He has seen his wife and kids die multiple times, and him trying to bash his head in um in the royal seer's chamber. But that plan didn't work as they immobilize him by chaining him at like literally everywhere. Um, Gabriel finally gets to restore his magic, but Lionel says he has to go to the execution um of Faye who are against him, and he is locked in a cage, and. You know, that fucking sucks. And then he hears his mother's voice. Um, Orion tells Knox about Darcy. Um, Lionel comes in and threatens Darcy. Orion goes to attack Lionel. And then Lionel stabs um, Orion. But Nox- or Noxy has this vision. So this is a vision, by the way. I didn't realize this when I was writing this note. But that was all I know, a vision. right? Okay? So I, this is what I put. Or, but Noxy has a vision that Orion will live. Just kidding. That was a vision. <laughs> That's what I put in the next note. <laughs> So that was his vision. Um, he tells Orion to follow his orders. Um, they do what Lionel says, and Lionel says Nox or has Noxie see all of Orion's fates and lets Vard take them away. Um, he is able to keep one vision away from Vard and send it to Orion, and it's of Orion getting into the tunnels. Um, but we don't quite know like how it'll help them quite yet. But he gives the ri- or the vision to Orion so that Orion knows like what he needs to do. Um. Geraldine keeps trying to name things, and she hasn't settled on a name for the war, which is um, the War of Shadow and Heartache right now. Um, Geraldine makes a castle for Tori. They figure out um, the Inner Circle people. Tori loses her shit when Geraldine doesn't know where Darius's treasure is. Caleb helps Tori, and then they end up going to the Library of the Lost. By the way, Caleb, so Seth doesn't want to forgive Darius. He'd rather be angry than, like actually go through all of like the grief caleb um decides he's going to help tori do whatever it takes to do whatever it is tori's gonna do because at this point nobody fucking knows anymore um so they have to fight these crazy sea monsters and they kill three um then caleb killed one and tori killed two and then they find the library they get inside and it's fun um Next chapter, Xavier reads an article Gus published, and he gets really pissed off. 
Um, we get the starting of a threesome with Tyler, Sophia, and Xavier, but Xavier was struggling with his grief. So it ended. Tyler built him a room um, that he can destroy, and Sophia put an illusion on it that showed Lionel's office and then sh- um, showed Lionel sitting in his chair so that Xavier could feel like he killed him. Um, oh, this is my favorite part. So Tori threatens the librarians, and Caleb has to step in, and then they are finally let in to see the tomes. Um, I'm just hi- I highlighted this part of the conversation because I thought it was super funny. Oh, Caleb said, exchanging a look with me, where we both silently admitted we may have fucked up a little there by killing the monsters. Whoops, they did try to eat us, I explained with a half shrug. So this situation is kind of on them. If they were as well-trained as you claim our claim then they weren't trained the girl interrupted they were simply um brought here to act as a further protection surrounding the library from those who were not invited bloodthirsty monsters prowling the lake is pretty off-putting at least to most people thank fuck for that you had me thinking i'd gone and killed your pets there for a moment i said flashing my teeth at them in a way that couldn't really be called a smile i love um Oh, there's this, the books are fucking crazy, and I highlighted a bunch of parts that I don't remember why I highlighted them, but they end up, the books are in, like, a pentagram thing and all this stuff. Either is the greatest magic of all. Happy? Um, we learn about, a lot about other, or a bunch of shit, um... And there's these creepy crab things that come in, and they say that we are the keepers of the lost knowledge, and that they have chest passed where they're not welcome. They fought off the creepy ca- crab-looking things that didn't want them leaving with the knowledge of the books they were reading. And then they go to meet up with Arnold, who's gone, and they find their way out. But Tori creates a hole in the ceiling of the or by Tori creating a hole in the ceiling of the roof. Um, and then as they leave, Tori threatens Arnold that if she ever sees him again, um, or for if she ever saw him again. When they get out of the library, Tori fucks with Caleb when he asks to make sure she didn't lose her atlas. I'm in the fight, and then they're waiting for Geraldine to give them the location, um, where she or so that like after she carves out a landing pad for them in the wards. Um, Washer has taken over the fun, uh, daily horoscopes, and it's really fucking weird. Um, they're extremely fucking sexual, and it's awkward. So Seth goes crazy thinking Tori and Caleb are fucking and um, is a real ass. He gets drunk and tries to banish his love for Caleb, but ends up losing a nipple instead. Caleb comes in, helps or and like helps him give, get back his nipple. And then they have a cute moment before curling up and sleeping. <coughs> Max goes to see Tori after a chat with Justin that really upset Max. And he was watching Justin and Geraldine. She shows them the books. And when she makes it clear of her goal to try and reverse the fate the stars gave Darius, he says that he's in. But he's not fully in. Um, Tori tries to evade Geraldine. Um, she can't. She ends up, or when she can't, she ends up taking a bagel, then sets off to see Miguel, and she gets frustrated when the guards bow extremely low for her, and Geraldine has to console them. Tori takes a bagel for poor, or for poor Maxie boy because he's all upset. Um, Tori asks Miguel questions about the dark magic, and he reveals there might be someone who can help them um, in his old tribe. Max gets mad and tells her she is not actually a queen and cannot offer alliances to anyone, um, and honestly asks if she would ever listen to our beautiful fish boy. So Tori dis- or does the seance thing um, to try and like talk to Darius. Because uh, she found it in one of the books. Max and Seth try to stop her, but Caleb and Geraldine stand against them. Um, so she's locked in a pentagram thing, and um, the power won't let anyone through. And Max it's to try get... to find 
Darcy. Oh, Darcy, whatever. Yeah, like shadow walking or like soul walking or whatever it whatever. is there to try to so find Darcy. Much, there was so much fucking bullshit between the both so of So much shows. fucking shit. But okay, so the pentagram thing won't let the or won't let anybody else in. Uh, Max can't get a single reading off of her, so he thinks she's dead. But then she comes back and tells them that Darcy and Orion are being helped by Lionel. The undercover ass has a plan for when Lionel shows up for some weird assembly thing, um, trying to like make him seem like he's God's gift to the world. Um, but he's late, so um, they're worried that it's going to happen without him. Um, and it is also something that they could die for doing, and we don't know what it is at this point. Um, while Lionel gives a speech, balloons or fi- Lionel finally shows up, and while he's giving his speech, balloons pop. They hold glue and glitter and fall on him while his sex tape plays in the background. You know, the one where he fucks the Pegasus, and right before he finishes, she shifts into a Pegasus. Um, then we get like a bunch of shit from him, um, like a bunch of videos. Um, what's his name? Gary cuts up like lyrics to a song, like. Like mocking him um so they end up running and end up hi- or oh at the end of the video it says long live the vega queens okay but also what happens is where is it at there was they used magic um that basically cast i can't remember what saying it was but saying on him like like against his air shield or whatever, so he can't get it off. I can't remember what it said, but I mean, if you've read the book, you know. Um, so they run, they end up hiding in Nova's office because there's nowhere else to hide. Lionel or Lionel says or tells his guardians or whatever to search it, and Marguerite finds them but says that it's all clear. Then they watch Lionel, Dark Horse, Nova into finding the traitors. Geraldine made Max see creature shaped pastries. Um, then they fuck and then they tell each other, I love you, and it's just beautiful. Um, Stella comes and helps keep the shadows at bay for Orion. Um, then they follow the passage that Gabriel showed Orion, not with Stella. Um, Orion tells her a child or tells Darcy a child's bedtime story and she's completely terrified and she's like, why the fuck would you tell that to children? Um, then they talk about the future and he tells her, um, that lands change as war happens in other territories. Um, and that other kingdoms are really hard to see on a map because they continuously change. Um, then they run into a silver door with the Vega crest on it. Um, they find the fucking whatever something or another that's called, but it's the lover sky. Um, and this is what it says. It was a bit or a gift to a Vega queen of old. She announced to the kingdom that she would marry the Fae who crafted her the most beautiful magical gift for years from our Fae from all over Solaria brought every manner of gift to her door, but none of them were beautiful enough to impress her. One day, a young woman from Elisteria came to the palace with a simple wooden box in her arms, and when she opened it for the queen, this is what came out, and that very night, they were mated by the stars. Orion tries to move the Vega star to sit with the Orion constellation, but it doesn't stay, and it's super funny, and then they find a room full of gold. Um... They find the untouchable egg, and Darcy decides she wants to fucking touch it. Um, this is what this is what happens. It could be a trap, he said, concerned. Or he said in concern, Do you want me to pull the obey your queen card? Because I'm not above using it right now. His frowny features lifted a little. You know I get hard over you ordering me about. Well, you don't want to get a boner right here in front of the untouchable egg, do you? So Darcy tries to touch it. Orion's freaking out. Um it's like covered in like phoenix fire and she's absolutely sure that it won't hurt her even though um she doesn't have her phoenix or whatever 
And then he's all like, well, if you feel anything um, weird in your palm or whatever, pull it back. She goes, got it. Tingly magic fab. <laughs> um, and this is Tori's experience, okay? Impossibly, I felt a single flame spark in my chest like a burning feather left behind by my phoenix. When the shadow beast had devoured it, or yeah, devoured it, I basked in the or the heat of it, my breaths coming heavier as the power of my order form trickled out across my limbs, just enough to offer me protection from the flames as my fingers sink into them. Okay, you're holding the untouchable egg. Are you happy now? <laughs> That's my favorite thing ever. And she goes, very. And then she's like, what do you think is inside it? He goes, nothing good, he said darkly. I don't think you should mess or mess with ancient um, Phoenix artifact. I threw the egg on the floor and it smashed into 50 pieces. Darcy, he barked in a swirling glittering, or he barked as a swirling glittering coil of red and blue smoke twisted up from the burning pieces of the eggshell. I noticed a glittering white crystal among the shattered egg and dropped down, picking it up and waving it at Orion in triumph. See? Don't you see me? You're looking for trouble today. We're prisoners to a shadow princess. I have to watch her torture you daily. I have no idea if everyone else I love is okay and we're probably on a predestined path that will lead us to certain doom. What else can the stars really throw at us now? So they end up just having the best bickering back and forth, and I love it. They or she ends up with that crystal, um, seeing the mem or memories from the first queen that just detail a lot of shit. Uh, some or so the first queen ends up like trying to make a deal or whatever, and the stars want her firstborn or or her first love. Um, and then it says, offer me one and I shall lend you the power. This is for the Imperial Star to win your war. Um, and then the fucking first queen decides, I'm not giving my fucking child. I'll give you my fucking husband. What the fuck? Like, what I put is, what a fucking cunt. Like, not consulting him. You're just going to fucking offer up your husband. Cool. So <clears throat> what happens is she follows the star like because the first queen has a falling star similar to what darcy saw in the first in the beginning of this book um she cuts herself and the power rushes into her and it tells her if she gives her or if she gives it her firstborn or her first love she can have the power to win the war um so yeah i will happens. say the only reason i was semi-okay with this is because it said first love not true love so i was like okay she's gonna fall in love again <laughs> Because that's, that's what bothered still, me. Okay, no, but she fucking <laughs> sacrificed somebody without consulting them. Um, I mean, I was okay with it. <laughs> so there's also this saying within one of the memories. These memories were long, so I was like, fuck this. If you really want to know all of the details, it's all in chapter... 33. 33, there you go. So this is a saying that was in here that I got really confused about. Or that I was like, wait, what? Um, a seer has shown our, or shown me our fate. Many phoenixes will fall this day, and we will be forced to leave our dear palace behind. But one soul must remain bound or bound here. For one day, our kind will return to this pal or this place. And when we or when they do, the spirit of the watcher shall rouse and prepare them for what is coming. The rest of us will flee and make a future further north while we wait for that time. And I just like I highlighted that, and I was like, wait, what? So are they not all dead then? Like. No, the spirit of one of them had to stay there, no, and no, no. that was... But this is what it said. This is the part. The rest of us will flee and make a future further north. So when I was first reading this, before I realized what had happened, I was like, yeah. what? Um, and then also, one lady is fucking um, engaged to her cousin, and that's disgusting. There's a curse placed on, um, on, the, on the twins' family. Um, so... 
they're they're getting ready to leave or whatever after that whole fucking shit show again. Third, chapter thirty three. If you really want to know every little thing, it's I'm not so going to go long. through and read it. Yeah, I'm not going to read it. Um, so Orion touches a creepy music box thing, um, and they have to do some weird shit like dancing in these circles where our praying mantis is there. Um, they have to hold absolutely still. There's a creepy wooden girl thing. So they kill the creep or the praying mantis and the creepy wooden girl thing, and then they make it back to the throne room right before Lionel gets there. And then there is a snake in a box that kills someone and leaves a message saying foe. Again, super kind of really confusing. Um, so Lionel beats on Vard. Gabriel has a vision um, and says to Darcy and Orion, fear the bonded men. He blurted to me the night the Hydra Bellows is coming and fate has shifted. We must get word to the others. We must tell them that um, then Lionel um, drags Gabriel away. And she thinks back in whatever Gabriel was saying, like in whatever book it was, um, which is, I've seen the ghosts in this place, Horace. Oh, wait, wait, that's not the highlighted spot. This is the highlighted spot I was talking about. So this is what Gabriel had said previously, okay? Two phoenixes born of fire, rising from the ashes of the past. The wheel of fate is turning, and the dragon is poised to strike. But blood of the deceiver may change the course of destiny. Beware the man with the painted smile who lingers close to your side. Turn the scorned, free the enslaved, fear the bonded men. Many will fall for one to ascend. Suffer the curse. The hunter will pay the price. Do not repeat the mistakes of the past. Keep the broken promise. Mend the rift. All the, or all that hides in the shadows is not dark. Blood will out. Seal your fate. Choose your destiny. Um, and then they're end, or they end up getting taken to go bathe and they get a little spicy. Um, Ashley, now it's your part. Okay. <clears throat> so. Darcy and Lance wake up in the throne room and Lance is reading the book. Uh, Darcy recognizes the spell for trapping the shadows inside a nymph, but the ending is different than the one that she learned from Queen Avalon. Uh, Lavinia calls Darcy in her beast form to hunt down some escaped Tiberian rats, but Darcy is able to break free and um, actually hurts Lavinia, but of course she doesn't stay hurt. Uh, Lavinia tries to muzzle Darcy in her beast form, but Darcy is able to shift back Faye and she grabs a Tiberian rat and tries to help free it, but she can't get it past the wards. So she runs back to the throne room and throws the rat in the secret tunnel. Uh, Lavinia comes in to punish Lance for Darcy disobeying. Uh, Lance is lost in the shadows after the punishment, but Stella brings him back. Darcy and Lance talk to the Tiberian rat guy, who is Eugene, uh, from the last book. And he was, like, one of the people from the Library of Souls, uh, the Library of Lost Souls, or whatever it's called. And he tells them about how he was captured when um, he was told that someone had, like, special books or whatever. And so he went to meet with them, but he was caught. Um, And then that all of these people were being held prisoner in the castle, and they're having experiments done on them um and he tells them about like the escape and how all of the rats shifted so that they could get through the pipes um but lavinia and lionel found out um he tells them that vard is experimenting with order transplantation complete removal of orders and he's creating monsters for an army stella tells lance woo darcy tells lance that she's able to fight off the shadows in that moment and they are happy for just a second uh 
Tori dresses to kill and looks like a warrior queen. She sneaks to Miguel and they leave to visit the nice nymphs. When they get there, they explain what has happened and Miguel gets reunited with his actual family that he was stolen from. Uma, who is like a random nymph lady, takes Tori to see the oracles to see if they will help her with the ether. When Tori gets there, they're hella fucking creepy because they have like one of them. So the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, that whole thing. Um, They each have like one of those that they can no longer use. So one of them has her mouth stitched shut. One of them doesn't have any ears and like has holes where her ears were. And the other one has like sewn shut eyes. Fucking creepy. Um, So they allow her to see Darius during this time. And when she asks for help with the ether, they say that they will help if she gives them a night of her own pleasurable memories. And she does. But to do this, she has to like relive what was happening. So she gets to have like a night with Darius, quote unquote. Um, she has a really hard time with this emotionally because she gets to see Darius and she wants it to be real, but she knows that it's not real and that it's just a memory. This made me cry. Um, Tori wakes up and she's been gone longer than she thought she would be, but she's given instructions on what to do to learn how to control the ether. Um, everyone on the island is freaking the fuck out, i.e. Geraldine is freaking the fuck out, and... Um, Geraldine gets in a fight with Tiberius about going after Tori since she's not back. And Caleb ends up biting Seth in front of everyone. And his mom starts throwing a huge fit about it. And it's this huge thing. The fight ends with Tori and Miguel stardusting in. And Caleb takes Tori to her rooms so that she can shower all of the blood off of her. That was part of her like night of passion or whatever. Um, Tori tells Caleb what happened. And she hops in the bath when Max, Seth, and Geraldine come in. Seth and Caleb have a standoff, and Caleb asks Seth if he's going to do what his mom said and stop being his source. But Seth says, fuck no, and basically challenges him for the next time they do a hunt. Tori says she will tell them what happened, but she's ready for, to- but she's ready for tomorrow to get Darcy back. Because tomorrow is the meteor shower that... um will cause the Hydra, uh, fuck, what's it called? The Hydra throne to, like, scream. Um, Lionel is meeting with Francesca when Lavinia is out of town. Bard takes Lionel to see the progress on the experiments, and we see a female harpy turn into a vampire, and then she dies. Um, and then we see the Ollie Will, which is, like, a fucking beast of a thing. Uh, but they, the Ollie Will dies very quickly so lionel goes to chill and stella comes in and asks why he brought her in the first place and he says that she might that he might stop by to see her after he's done with his date with francesca lionel also believes the stars are starting to favor him once again we get a little bit of francesca's backstory and that she never knew her dad and her mom died um her mom was also a cyclops um and then we find out that she loved lance like was actually in love with him uh, she's been playing spy in the FIB, getting information about Lyle's, Lionel's doings so that she can give it to the rebels. Um, she decided to go to Lionel's house and have a distraction happen so that she can get Lance and Darcy out. But when she goes to get them, they won't leave and Lionel attacks her. She uses her Cyclops powers 
to attack Lionel's mind and funnels all of his secrets into the memory ring her mom gave her, uh, which is like a Cyclops only power. Uh, and she dies, but before she dies, she secretly gives the ring to Lance and Darcy and she sends Lance all of the happy memories that she had with him. And then she dies. Um, Lance watches Lionel kill Francesca and Lionel starts to go after Darcy, but uh well he starts to go after darcy and lance to kill both of them but lavinia shows up and stops him she does something to fran's body to harvest it um and something with the blood and it's really fucking gross um and honestly now that i'm reading this right now i think fran might have been one of the people that is trapped in uh therix's body so that's fucked um Okay. Everything with Lavinia is fucked. Okay. Lavinia attacks Lionel, saying that he cheated on her and she won't allow that to happen. Lionel gets pummeled by the shadows and Darcy and Lance watch. Lionel tells them to stop watching, but they say, fuck you. Lavinia drags Lionel. her to kill him too, which is my fucking favorite. I know. Um... Lavinia drags Lionel from the room. Lance feels guilty about Fran, but he hears a a tickling noise. Tinkling noise. Interesting. Tickling noise? (laughs) I don't know what I was reading, okay? Okay. (laughs) A tinkling noise behind his... Beneath his foot. um, And they find the ring. And they watch Francesca's memories. And they see her doing everything that she can to get people out on FIB raids so that they're not, like, taken hostage. Um, And then everything that uh, she saw in Lionel's head. Uh, They give the ring to Eugene to keep safe in the secret tunnel until they can find a way to get them out. Uh, God. Lionel and Lavinia fuck. And this chapter starts right after that happens because Lavinia is growing her baby and it's really fucking disgusting. She wants to make it more powerful than their last child was. So she has this whole gross thing set up to ensure that all four elements are given to Therix and that it will also be born with shadows. We also learn that Lionel doesn't care that Darius is dead and he doesn't feel bad about it. And Lavinia lets Lionel pretend that he is in charge, even though she knows that she is in charge, which I thought was very interesting. <clears throat> um, Geraldine, Max, Xavier, Tori, Seth, Caleb, Dante, and the Oscura clan are getting ready to go back um, and get Lance, Darcy, and Gabriel. Okay, go away. I'm recording. Get out. Okay. <clears throat> Basically, any time that the rest of the heirs are like doing something together, I refuse to say the heirs because uh, it's not the heirs without Darius. Okay. So everybody shores up a plan to uh, get them back and then they head out. Um, Seth, Caleb, and Max are told that they would have had input on the plan if they had bent the knee, but they didn't. So they just have to agree to the plan. Um, and Geraldine traps Max in a silence slash ice bubble so that he will stop fucking complaining. And it's fucking hilarious. Um, next, we get, I know, right? Next, we get Mildred's point of view. Okay. And I hate this bitch. Okay. 
So she is hella creepy. She's supposed to be presented. Did. The only Dude, reason me like, too. I have a sliver of like not hatred for Vard is because of what he does. I love. So she's hella creepy and she's supposed to be presented to give Lionel a kid or something like that so that it's dragonborn. I think that's fucking disgusting. She takes her phaeroids and she thinks she is the most beautiful thing because she looks the closest to her dragon form when she's in her fae form. Now, I thought that was nasty, but whatever. Um, she goes to the dragon guild party thing where she's supposed to be presented to Lionel, but she's stopped by Vard, who convinces her that she wants to see her lost memories from the day that she and Darius were supposed to get married. But it actually makes her feel really bad and it makes her look super fucking weak. Um, Vard says that he showed the whole scene to the dragon guild already and Mildred has to go to the party so she can't extract revenge even though she wants to. Seth, Caleb, and Geraldine split from the group to go after Gabriel, but they run into Stella, and Stella tries to tell them that Lance can't leave, but they don't believe her, so they make her, like, fall asleep. And then Seth and Caleb start fighting, but Geraldine tells them to spill their fucking feelings, but she tells them in her way, so they have no idea what she's fucking saying. Um, They continue on. Gabriel is not in the seer's chamber, so they hop on Caleb and run to the tower to see if he's there. They find a door with a ward, and while Caleb and Geraldine try to dismantle it, one of the bricks comes out while Seth's, like, doing his own thing, and he sees inside, and it's Lavinia giving birth, and it legit scars this man. Like, he is like, oh my god, it's a fucking shadow vagina. Like, fucking nasty. Um, He's grossed out, and he gets the others to leave, but they can't fully leave because there are a bunch of nymphs, so they decide to hide in a closet. Uh cut over to Max, and Max feels something when they get to the hallway, and they see a bunch of prisoners out in the amphitheater that Dante is supposed to be frying to kill um, Lionel. So Tori tries to reach Leon and Dante and tell them about the prisoners, but neither of them answer, and of course, Leon has this hilarious voice message for both of them. So funny. Um... Let's see, Tori splits from everyone, and she goes to the throne room and sees Lance and Darcy. Darcy won't leave with her, and they tell Darcy that about what they... Oh, they tell Tori about the stuff that they have found. They give her the ring, the opal, the memoria stone, and Eugene. Darcy won't go, so Lance knocks her out, but before they can leave, Tori shifts... Woo, Darcy shifts into the shadow beast. Cut to Xavier and Max trying to free the prisoners. There's an order suppressant gas, so when they get inside, uh, the prisoners are, like, not being held very well. So they get inside, and Xavier loses his shit and breaks them all out with his phoenix horn, um, that, like, weapon he had made. Max breaks off their power-blocking bracelets of the prisoners, and the prisoners want to go after after Lionel, but because Max can't use his powers because of the order-suppressant gas, the prisoners barge out into the amphitheater, and they see Lionel and go after him. Lionel has Guardian bonded. A whole, every single member of the Dragon's Guild to himself. Because he knows that he's not the most powerful Fae, otherwise you know he wouldn't do that. Exactly, because he's a little bitch. Um, things end up going very badly for all of the prisoners. 
Uh, Gabriel starts yelling about fearing the bonded men, but Vard covers his mouth before anything can happen, and Lionel commands everyone to be burned. Dante and Leon enter the fight, and the reason that they couldn't reach him before is because he got excited and he used his electricity to accidentally zap the Atlases. (laughs) Um... Things are still going very poorly. Dante lands and Leon starts to fight Vard to get Gabriel, but Gabriel is trapped in visions and he can't get onto Dante's back. And Gabriel says there's no way for him to leave today and that fate has changed. Dante doesn't want to believe it, but as people keep dying, Dante grabs his baby mama, his little triplets that just came out as griffins and Leon and they dip. Also, Mildred gets barbecued, and I think she lived, unfortunately. Um, Can I just say, it's extremely saddening to hear, like, to see this whole Dante situation while reading the Ruthless Boys series, and that's all I'm going to say. Darcy Darcy attacks Tori as the Shadow Beast, and Tori tries to fight it off. Lance tries to distract the Beast, but Tori throws a shield in front of him before he can get hurt, because he... Because she knows that Darcy would never forgive herself. Uh, Tori stands before Darcy and tries to get her to come back into herself, but it doesn't work. Tori is dying and the Shadow Beast is fucking ruthless. Tori grabs a crystal from her pocket with a rune on it, says a magic word, and pushes the crystal into her wound. And she doesn't know if it works as she passes out. Lance won't let Tori die, and some crazy double vision thing happens with the coven bond with Caleb, and they can see each other and hear each other and see what each other is seeing. Caleb presses down... Oh. Caleb puts down Geraldine and Seth in a tunnel in the palace, and he goes to the throne room where he frees Lance from the shadows and the magic-blocking cuffs, and Caleb takes Tori away to heal her. Lance stays and freezes himself in the room with the beast and decides he won't leave until Darcy is back. Caleb tries to heal Tori. It's not working. He tries to get Max and Geraldine, and Geraldine uses her magic Cerberus spit to stop Tori's wounds from bleeding. And... (laughs) Listen, that's what it is, okay? All right. (laughs) Fucking God. So... Uh, Caleb makes Tori sleep. They get back to the meetup point, but nobody knows where Max or Xavier are. Seth and Caleb decide to go after them, and Geraldine Stardust's away with Tori. Xavier kills Cyril, who was, like, supposed to be his uncle, and we get some insight into the whole creepy family thing that Lionel encouraged, like, with the dragons. Xavier wants to kill Lionel, but he's almost burned alive when he tries to, and he thinks Darius comes to get him, but it's actually Max, and they're inside the castle, and a retreat has been called. Xavier and Max try to find a way into the tunnels, but they find Xavier's wings first. They get his wings and they try to find a tunnel. I know, right? They get his wings and try to find a tunnel before Lionel finds them. Max is a total badass. The Order Suppressant finally works its way out of his system. And Max and Xavier barricade them into the throne room. Um, When Max feels the dragons trying to enter the throne room, he blasts his magic out and releases a dread song that breaks into the minds of everyone that hears it. Don't worry, though. He casted a silencing bubble around Xavier. Uh, While dragons are losing their fucking mind, a door opens and Max and Xavier escape through it. They have to go down a staircase. 
Dude, this part was badass. Go, Max. Um, They have to go down a staircase, and they end up using Xavier's wings as trays, like the whole, like, uh stair with trays situation thing Tori that happened earlier yeah if you remember yes. Tori and xavier at the bit like very beginning when she first finds out he's a pegasus oh yeah and heike i was cringing because i was like not the wings okay um they hear the a voice saved them i know but like and he's gotta hurt he gets them back. i know okay they hear a voice that says they are pure of heart and will find safe passage here they also see silver footsteps uh, that, and they are led to Seth and Caleb. Caleb makes a little sled and runs everybody out so that they can start us away. Darcy is stuck as a shadow beast, but Lavinia makes the beast retreat. Darcy realizes what she did to Tori and she feels super bad, but Lavinia calls the beast out. So Lance goes with. Um, they get to the throne room, question mark, because I didn't know if this actually happened in the throne room. Um, Lionel is there with all of his guardians. And she realizes, Darcy realizes, what he did the second she sees the guardian marks on everybody's arms. Um, I lost my spot. Darcy is again in her shadow form, and they realize Lavinia is mad um, that Lionel didn't run this idea by her before doing it. And Lionel shows her that she can no longer use the shadow hand against him because the guardians will stop whatever it does. She gets mad and brings up that he did this on the night that she birthed his heir, and then she shows him Therix. Mad creepy, but he is a dragon. Apparently, he's also attractive, which is fucking weird. I can and see he it, can, I, I can I too, but I, it makes me hate it. I wonder if anybody's Look it up. Look yet. it up. Um, Lionel commands Therix to break Lance's ribs, and he does, and... Lavinia tells Lance that he can't stop Therix from doing it. So Therix breaks his ribs and then Lance uses an ice dagger to stab him in the temple um, before he pulls away. And Lavinia gets hella pissed because she's like, who took your magic blocking cuffs off? Um, Mildred thinks Therix is fucking awesome. Like she's like, oh, this man uh lavinia and lionel decide things are chill and lavinia goes to get more magic blocking cuffs for lance darcy vows to stay away from tori so that she can't hurt her tori is low-key depressed slash throwing a pity party she won't participate in the arguments being had with the counselors so she goes to leave but is stopped by dante and rosalie you say that in such a bitchy way because imagine you were a twin and your no, twin I was, gives you I was up mad. and then you're and then you're fucking star or your Elysian mate fucking like, okay it is very die, sad like... but like I got really annoyed with Tori during this even though it's like realistically logically in my mind I'm like okay I understand this but like I was mad still just imagine about how you reacted to how you've lost the people you love even though you still have people around you like you can't get that mad at her she literally lost everybody that like even held like even an ounce like yes the errors and Geraldine were important to her but not nearly as important as Tori and Darius or yeah Dar Darcy and Darius yeah sake. um okay Tiberius then pipes up about how stupid their plan was and how they weren't included but before Tori can go fucking off on him Max pipes up and says that they wouldn't be in this mess if it weren't for them turning a blind eye to everything that Lionel has been doing and. Max exactly and it shuts the counselors right the fuck up 
uh, Tori goes to her room and Rosalie comes in and she um, says that a thread of Darius is still there and she can feel it because she's a, a moon wolf. She also shows Tori a part in the Earth Rune book that has directions to the Forest of the Damned. And she decides she's going after Darius because she doesn't, because if she doesn't take the chance, then she's lost anyway. Seth is sick of the counselors and Geraldine arguing. He lets Eugene come out of his rat form and Eugene tells them in a super brief version what he brought, but he says it like none of it's important. And um Geraldine Poor little man just like, was traumatized and you're gonna like bring him in a no. group of people screaming. Yeah, I'd be fucking like oh, I don't know. No, he's like, uh, this is a ring and this is this and this is this. Okay, bye. Dude, I'd be fucking <laughs> I'd be fucking so confused and lost too. It was it made me laugh because I was like, if this awkwardness isn't me. Um Okay. <laughs> Max then uh Fuck. So Geraldine divides up who is going to be in charge of what special object Eugene brought back. Max then notices Seth's emotions and Seth tells everyone about the baby that Lavinia had and he watched it. Uh, then Caleb and Seth are in the new King's Hollow when Washer shows up and asks if they're coming to the Venus full moon party and they decide to join in. They get drunk and Seth takes a good picture of Caleb, but Caleb takes a picture of them together and posts it on Facebook, even though Seth just wanted the picture for himself. Uh, Seth then decides to go join Geraldine in her naked Venus ocean dancing, but then Washer shows up, and because Washer's there, he fucking leaves. Uh, Seth sees Carson and decides he wants a tattoo, so he makes a deal with Carson that Carson will tattoo him, and then Carson can break any bone that he wants in Seth's hand, and... Seth can only heal them once the tattoo is finished. Geraldine wants Max. Fair. In like, really though. Geraldine wants to fuck Max. Max tells her that he's tormenting Justin because everyone thinks they don't fit together. And she tells him to prove them all wrong. And then they fuck on a rock in front of everybody. Caleb is drunk and he accidentally sees his parents doing kinky shit with blood. (laughs) And he goes to talk to Tori about it. And he finds the note that she wrote about leaving and that they shouldn't miss her if she doesn't come back. Caleb is drunk and he finds a Darius dildo in Tori's bedside table from Washer. And he looks, he's looking at it when Rosalie comes in with Seth and they're fighting. Seth tried to be an orgy conductor, okay? And her pack got mad. (laughs) And um, she had to take Seth away so that she can go deal with her pack. Seth and Caleb argue a little bit, and then Seth gives Caleb a hand job. Caleb gives Seth a blow job, and then they smash. It's amazing. And then they snuggle and, and go finally, to sleep. Finally, fucking finally, until the and next then, morning. Yeah, until it gets fucking embarrassing. Um, Seth spends the night overthinking, and when Caleb wakes up, they start to get frisky, but they're fucking mothers walk into the room. And I hate how their moms reacted. It really pissed me I, off. Okay, like, just that's literally what I wrote. Like, just um, fucking love. It was you're breaking oh. my heart. Um, it's super awkward. We learn way too much about the counselors' sex lives, and apparently, all <laughs> like they've all had sex with each other, and it's just fucking gross. Um, it's also really sad because they spend the whole time shaming Seth and Caleb, and telling them that they can't do this and blah blah blah. And I fucking hated it. Seth gets the vibe that they will never hook up again. 
The clouds shifted. I know. Oh, shit. Xavier is in a portion. Oh, Xavier is in a potion that will help him get his wings reattached. So he didn't get to get up to anything during the Venus retrograde thing. He gets his wings reattached and it works and he's able to fly again. And he thinks he sees Darius in the sky. Oh my god, dude, I was sobbing during this part. I texted Ashley and I was just sobbing because I was so happy I and I was like, too. got his wings back. Um, when he lands, he shifts back into his fae form and he doesn't sever his wings off, so that's good. Uh, Seth takes Xavier, Sophia, and Tyler to a room to show them the memory loop and they think he's about to show them his dick, but it's not. <laughs> so fucking funny. Tyler posts an article about the loop and what was seen. Um, Lionel has to do damage control and he's fucking gaslighting the shit out of everybody. Um, he hears a song that was exactly as he's at this press conference doing damage control. He hears the song that was played at Zodiac Academy and it's coming from the sewers because it's the one place that he didn't think to guard. So the covers fly off, shit rains down, Rosalie comes out of the sewers on a griffin, and Vard has the FIB turn on the magic blockers, but that means that the shit in the air drops onto Lionel because he can't use a fucking air shield. He gets griffin poop in his eyes, and his guardians come to help him, but he ends up smashed between their dragon assholes, and he gets up and orders the person responsible for this to be brought to him. Darcy is mad at Lance for knocking her out. Uh, He does a ton of pull-ups. Oh, yeah. Uh, He does a ton of pull-ups to get her, like, to get over it. She does yoga to get back at him. And then there's some spanking and then a 69 with Darcy hanging from the top of their new cage. And when it's done, Stella comes in and forces both of them to sleep. And we don't know why. Tori went to where Darius's body is and she makes the poison potion to go to the first to go to the forest of the damned she carves darius's name into her arm and then she stardusts to where her heart wants to be and she makes it to the forest of the damned she falls and breaks her arm and she tries to get the basilisk antidote that rosalie gave her in exchange for turning a blind eye to obscure happenings when they win the war future problems uh she's starting to go paralyzed but she's able to break the vial and she lives and heals herself. The forest is creepy quiet and she thinks she can see things moving. She can't feel any water um, for her to get to her next des- destination, but she suddenly hears singing and a little girl calling for help. A mist comes over Tori and she runs to help the girl, leaving all of her things behind, as well as the dragon ruby that Darius gave her. Lance wakes up next to Darcy and they're hanging from a grate or something. Stella cuts Darcy and puts her blood into a gross vat of blood and she submerses herself into it. Fucking disgusting. She then makes Lance drink some of it and Stella wakes Darcy and tells Darcy a plan in the silencing bubble so that Lance can't hear. Darcy agrees and Darcy is put into the gross blood tub. And she's dying, and Lance can feel it because it's starting to pull on the death bond. So, um, Stella starts chanting and shit, and Stella takes the blood block. The oh my god, Stella takes the blood bond from Lance, 
onto herself, and then she kills herself, effectively stopping the blood bond. Um, <clears throat> Darcy and Lance are okay, and Stella said that they will have a chance to escape tonight, but Darcy starts crying out in immense pain. Tori runs to a hut in the forest, and she hears the girl still crying. She enters, and it's herself ten years ago, and young Tori is voicing all of the insecurities and fears that Tori has about not being enough for anybody and nobody wanting her. Young Tori tells older Tori to kill herself, to rid Darcy of the burden of Tori, and Tori remembers a promise between her and Darcy from when they were younger, that it's them all the time. And she says that her love for Darcy is selfish, and if she killed herself, then it would kill the happiest parts of Darcy. She swings her phoenix sword and takes off, not waiting to see if she killed young Tori. The Shadow Beast is being separated from Darcy because Stella paid the price for the curse. Darcy has no magic and is mortal. She goes at the Shadow Beast to kill it, but ends up hanging onto the chandelier, and Therix comes scuttling across the ceiling to kill her when Orion starts stabbing Therix all over with ice blades. Darcy keeps fighting the Shadow Beast, and she feels the shadow wake up. I don't know what that means, but it's written in my notes. Tori is running, the and she next woke up. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay, Tori is running, she and she feels her phoenix. No, because she gets the phoenix from the shadow beast. Okay, Tori is running, and she finds the necklace that she dropped from Darius. She turns and sees young Tori followed her, and she's blaming Tori for Darius dying. But Dorsey, ki- what? Tori kills her for realsies this time. Tori then gets her bag and builds a special bridge. Um, and when she crosses it, she can hear beings talking off of the edges of it, and she knows not to look or else she'll be tempted off between realms. She feels a presence at her back, and it's Darius, so she feels safe. Lance is fighting Therix. Therix won't die, and he's super fucking fast. At one point, he's stabbed through the head with a spear, but Therix somehow survives. Lance grabs a sword, and it's actually Hale Vega's sword, and purple flames travel along the sword. He hopes that Hale is watching from beyond because this fight is for the Vegas. Tori gets off the bridge and she's at the water area she was looking for. Uh, She pays the ferryman to take her across and the ferryman wears the face of her father and he says that he is actually her worst enemy and that he made the same excuses that she she does for what he had done. He then asks a whole bunch of super paradoxical questions, um, and Tori says she doesn't know the answer, but he says, yes, you do. Darcy is trapped by the Shadow Beast. She takes her mother's sword and cuts the beast's chest, and it releases all of her power and her order form. She then uses her her phoenix power to free the Shadow Beast because it was a prisoner of Lavinia. The Shadow Beast is then Darcy's friend, Lance finds her, and they go after Gabriel. They after get to they him. fight about whether or not Darcy gets to keep the Shadow Beast. Yes. Darcy's going to win every time, though. You know that. Exactly. Um, they get to him, and he's in the Seer's Chamber. They heal him, and they try to leave, but Lavinia stops them. Gabriel takes the blood off of Darcy from the whole Stella incident and creates a crystal so that she can stop Lavinia from using the shadows to heal herself. Darcy fights Lavinia, and Gabriel and Lance fight the nymphs, 
Darcy is almost able to finish the curse thing to stop Lavinia from healing herself, but it doesn't work. They fight, and Lavinia says the king is coming home. Tori answers the riddle that the harbinger of destruction and peace and all of these super crazy contradictions, um, and it's actually love is the answer, because it's always the answer at SJM. The fairy man. (laughs) You didn't make that connection. Honestly, dude, that part was just irritating me. I kind of just skimmed through that part. Bruh. I'm shocked. Okay. The fairy man says that she can't cross. Where we saw Darius. We're getting there. Okay. The fairy man says that she can't cross because she hasn't sacrificed anything. And she says, fuck no, I've sacrificed everything. And she yeets him off the ferry, and the ferry continues to a waterfall. And when she crosses the edge of the waterfall, she uses her wings and is caught in an updraft where she can hear the pleas and cries of people who have called to the stars, and she knows that she has to follow the waterfall down. So she pulls in her wings, and she falls. Gabriel sees how to cause... Okay. Gabriel sees how to cause special purple magic fire tornado with Hale's sword. (laughs) Direct quote from my notes. Um, so he does it and he takes Lance to the sky. Uh, but Therix shows up and Knox breaks his wings, one of his wings. So they end up falling back to the ground and they're fucked because there's a ton of nymphs there. But the shadow beast comes and saves them. They hop on its back and it takes off. Tori lands in the fire part of the place that she is and she takes the fire book and finds the spell that she needs, creates a pentagram, and basically forces the ether and the world to bow to her demands and create a rift between worlds so she can enter death and see Darius. Darcy is able to complete the spell on Lavinia that stops her from healing herself, but before she can kill Lavinia, Therix comes and saves her. Darcy, Lance, Gabriel and the Shadow Beast take off to the palace and they make it to Lionel's rooms to get Stardust so they can leave. They go to the roof so that they can fly up past the wards and Stardust away, but before they leave, Darcy uses her blood to get the palace to allow all of the prisoners to escape and close itself up to Lionel and his followers. And she leaves a phoenix bird there to signal their success. You would think that after the amount of times that they've all stolen Lionel's Stardust, He'd find a better hiding spot for it. I know. He's the, f- like, he's so bad at this. <laughs> like, come on, my for dude. For fuck's sake. All right. How many times do they have to steal shit from you for you to learn? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, it's like when Darius was trying to figure out where to hide his stardust and it was under his fucking bed. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Okay. Now we know where Darius Next. gets his hiding skills. Chapter 73 is what revived me reading this book. It's Darius's point of view. And Darius sees Tori and he's been watching everyone that he has loved through a veil. And he bows to Tori and Tori says he is not an Acrux anymore. And he's a Vega. And they have their little first dance slash last dance song. And I was fucking bawling, honestly. Um... Darius can't come back, and he says he loves Tori and wishes that he would have been worthy of her. Tori won't leave without Darius, and she uses Ether to steal power from the stars and bind their souls together so that they can both return. 
they can both return. My note next says, I'm shocked, but also speechless, question mark? <laughs> okay. Darcy, Lance, and Gabriel are at a big... This is what I said. It's are at a big thing in a hut while they try and figure out how to get to the rebels. It's adorable, and the shadow beast is a good boy. Darcy makes a ring for him to chill so that she he doesn't scare the rest of the rebels when they get back, and everyone is safe. And I am scared. Tori wakes up in a cave with the fire going alone. She follows the tunnel outside and she sees a huge form flying in front of the moon. It's Darius in his dragon form and he flies to her and transforms back to his fae form. Tori is shocked that it actually worked and they get a little heated and they smash. Tori then asks about his tattoo and we learn that he got the phoenix and dragon tattoos. On her birthday, right before she came to Zodiac Academy. Right before they learned that the twins were still alive. Yes. It's a really fucking cute story. And then they smash again. And I'm really happy. Milton is still at Zodiac Academy. Things have gotten way worse. Nobody can leave. Um, Gary was discovered, beaten, and taken away. And nobody has heard from him. Milton made Bernice his cow. And it was super cute. Uh, Milton sees something out the window and he starts a live stream on Facebook and they hear glass breaking before the chapter ends. Xavier sees Milton's live stream on Facebook and everyone in the gang that is home has decided to go to Zodiac Academy and help. They get there and everyone power shares so that Xavier can break the wards and they go in. Darcy, Lance, and Gabriel are chilling, waiting for Gabriel to see how they join the other rebels. Gabriel sees the heirs fighting the heirs fighting an air tower. That's confusing. Uh, the heirs are... Oh, they decide to go join. The heirs are super happy and Seth gets the zoomies because he's super <laughs> excited that they're back. Um, All I imagine, too, because he's he's still in his fave form. But if you have a dog, okay? Like, my dog, the way she does her zoomies, like, trying to picture Seth in his fave form doing the zoomies, just, like, I just non-stop laughter at like three o'clock in the morning it was so funny <laughs> oh god it was so great um darcy hears geraldine and she's shocked because she thought she killed geraldine everyone decides to fight the monsters that lionel sent and geraldine gives a cute little hoorah speech darius and tori smash all night long and then they get up and join the others uh, Tori calls Geraldine. Wait, but what <laughs> happens, though, when they, like, in this chapter with Darius, just, oh, my God, I had the biggest fucking smile, like, when I he first know. walked in. And he bowed and called them the true queens. Oh, my God, yes. That almost that happens in just a sec. I'll get there. You're going ahead yeah, of me. I, had to, I just had to talk about how much I loved it. It's phenomenal. Okay. Uh, Tori calls Geraldine, and Geraldine tells them that they're at the Academy, and the Academy is under attack. Tori and Darius to answer the Atlas. What she's I know. <laughs> Tori and Darius change, and then they start us to the Academy. They join the fighting, but they end up at Earth Observatory, and Darius sees a lot of death omens in all of the tarot cards, which is comforting. Um, and he's really the excited to fight. The, the oh, the they're stars fucking, are fucking pissed. pissed. Like when everybody stardust, there's a bit like an actual difference in how the stars are while you're stardusting. Yeah. Um, Tori and Darius be fighting, but they get to Ignis' house and fight there. 
Also, Milton and Bernice are alive, so that's good. I was worried, honestly. They kill the monsters in Ignis' house, and then Tori sees Darcy out the window, and she goes to join her. Tori and Darcy meet midair, and Tori does an ether spell after combining magic with Darcy that kills all of the monsters. Uh, they go to the ground, and everyone is staring at them. Darius enters the circle and pledges himself to the queens. The heirs then do that, and everyone else pledges themselves to them. This leads the twins to both getting crowns on their heads. One is red and one is blue. And the Imperial Star now recognizing now recognizes them as reigning sovereigns. And then there's a huge flash. Tori and Darcy are in like a little meeting with the stars um, and the stars show them the promise that was broken and that they have to return the Imperial star to Clydenius, who I will be calling Clyde because his name is stupid. And uh, I didn't know how to say his name, so I just like I saw well, it and I just kind of like skimmed over his name because I didn't I know think, how to say it. I think in the author's note at the end, they're like, and you were introduced to Clyde. And I was like, yep, that's how we're going with. Um, so they return the Imperial Star. They have to return the Imperial Star to Clyde to stop the curse. But if they do, then they are going to give him a Fae form. And with that Fae form, he will do everything in his power to destroy the Fae realm. Um, but if they don't, then like their family line is cursed. So they decide, yeah. So they decide to return the Imperial Star and then kill him so that they can kill and then kill Clyde so that they can kill Lionel. They're transported to the Palace of Flames and they find the star. They also have a discussion about how different they are now. And Tori feels super alienated and she's mad at Darcy. And Darcy's like, nah, my dude, we're still together. And then they're fine. Um, They put the star back and there is a ton of magic. They can't shift or they will burn. Um, and Clyde has made doubles of them that sound like them and look like them so that he can destroy the world. And the twins don't have any more magic because they used it all. They're trapped and they get a new prophecy. The last chapter was Vard, his point of view. Um, and he is summoned to Lionel and Lavinia in their new palace that they're trying to make look super nice, but it's actually like hella gauche. Um, They have a creepy being that is like in a pit and they ask Vard to give them a prophecy. And he does. Lionel starts to twist the words of the prophecy to be what he wants. And Vard just smiles because if he goes with Lionel, he can continue to do his experiments. The fucking end. (laughs) Goddamn. Okay, Lexi, what did you do for your makeup? (laughs) Did the burning egg for the untouchable egg and then the dark brown and gold um eyeshadow for darius's eyes because oh my god oh that's a good one okay i cried when he came back i was oh my god yes like the same way i was with xavier when he got his wings back i was fucking sobbing and i like i texted ashley and i was like i fucking told you they weren't gonna leave his ass dead so i have a red crown on one eye and a blue crown on the other eye. Basic and bitch. Yeah, I am. But that's what I did. And it looks gorgeous. All right. Okay. Getting into these discussion questions. Ashley, pull up your doc. 
What oh. are your thoughts on the boys? I'll go while you're pulling that up, unless you have it up already. Okay, Lexi, what are your thoughts on the boys? Obviously, I still love them all. Lance, I'm, I don't know what it is with Lance. I'm still kind of like, like, yeah, I like him, but I'm not like absolutely in love with him like I am with the heirs. That's so weird to me. I, I don't understand. But I don't vibe. It is what it is. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God, it's because I'm on the fucking Blues Library one. I was like, what's going on? Okay. So, we ended book seven. Lance was at a 10. He stayed at a 10 halfway through and at the end. Okay, solid 10s. Uh, Xavier was at a million. Whoa, not Xavier. Darius was at a million out of 10. Um, halfway through book eight, he was at a thousand out of 10. And then at the end of book eight, he was a 10 out of 10. Uh, end of book seven, all You're three of the cunt. other heirs. Listen, he's not and dead the, anymore. Not, and not C-U-N-T, it's K-U-N-T. You whore. You dropped him that many fucking points. You're a cunt. He is still like over a hundred percent. You like, are a cunt. Okay, so uh Seth, Max, and Caleb were all at eights. And then Caleb halfway through dropped to a six. And then Max and Seth dropped to a seven. And then all three of them ended up at nines at the end. So Again, we you're have a C U or a K U N T. Fuck you. Anyway, so Lance and Darius are tens, and then Seth, Caleb, and Max are nines. All right, your turn. I answer first. It's your turn. Ask me. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um. Lexi, what are your favorite parts? Uh, Darius coming back, Xavier getting his wings. Um, and I don't care enough right now to hear Ashley's thing. So, Ashley, what do no! you think happens next? Think no, happens I'm next? doing mine. No, because you're you're okay. K U N T. So nobody <laughs> no. gives a fuck what you think. No, 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 no. Okay. So I have a couple. Uh, one of these quotes that I really liked was I closed my eyes as I felt the ghost of him beside me, the man I loved, come to witness the destruction of this nightmare. Either my mind was splitting apart with my grief, or I was simply hallucinating from the smoke inhalation, but I could have sworn I felt the brush of his lips against my neck, his powerful body pressing to my back as his arms encircled me. And that part uh, made me cry. My favorite part of this whole fucking book was... When Darius, the first thing he says to Tori after he trans, like, after he transforms back from his dragon form, he goes, hello, life. He purred the corner of that sinful mouth hooking up. Oh, love. All right. What do you think happens next? Um, probably. Well, okay. Obviously, there's going to be some, like, doppelganger shit, right? So I think that the doppelganger shit happens, right? But it takes a while for everybody to catch on. And the first people to catch on are Darius and um, Lance. I don't think and it's going to take them that long to catch on. I, I mean, like a while, like like five chapters. Like, 
And they decide to kind of play with, like, go with it to see, like, what's happening or whatever the fuck. The twins are able to escape because they're better than everybody else. And then um, they're able to kill Clyde and... Everyone lives happily ever after. Lionel um, ends up burning on a pyre, and that's all I care about. <laughs> What's yours? Um, a very summed-down version of Ashley. Kill the freaking star thing. Kill Lionel. Live happily ever after. And I swear, I no, just no. Pause for a second. I swear on everything I fucking love. <laughs> If they pull this bullshit again and go, oh, book nine was too long. We're gonna get ten books. I'm okay, done. listen. No, listen, listen, no, listen, no. Listen, no. Stop for a fucking second. I will be fucking done. I will no longer read this series. I will no longer read from the twins or the sisters ever again. I'm fucking done. That's okay. All I have to say. About I also that. agree with this. Okay. However, it does hurt my soul a little bit that they're ending with nine books instead of ten. Okay. That's all I have Te- to say. No, technically, there is ten. Well, technically, there's 11 if you count the big ASS party. I think there's, like, one other one that has um, stuff from them. They have one with, like, um, Caleb and Seth. Oh, you're right. 12. 12. As long as it's an even number, I'm chill. I'm weird about that. Okay. But the nine... Let's see. One, two, the three, nine four, bothers five, me. six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, you're fucking... Okay, whatever. The nine bothers me. Okay, Lexi... How many times did you cry? If it weren't for me reading in public, I wouldn't have stopped. I feel that, though. What was the part that you cried the hardest at? Um, it's kind of a, it's a mix-up between three different parts. What are they? When Geraldine found out that her dad died, that, like, broke my heart. And then when, um... Xavier got his wings back, and then when um, Tori found Darius, and they he came back. But that one okay. was more selfish, not necessarily. I was crying yeah. happy tears for Tori. It was more happy tears for me. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my baby is back. I cried eight times. Okay, and um, the parts that I cried the hardest at was. Every fucking time we had the first time when Xavier finds out that his brother and his mom are dead and he's all alone, I was bawling. Okay. Um, also, this has a lot to do with the fact that um, I um, also have lost a parent. So, like, that really struck a fucking chord with me. Also, when Geraldine finds out that her dad died, same exact reason. Fucking bald. And the third one was when the heirs find out that Darius is dead. And I fucking cried. Like, I was bawling for, like, the first half of this book. Oh, she's gone. Okay, guys. So, what am I currently reading and watching? So, I am still on my Survivor binge, and it's going fucking great. I'm still on season 20. Because I've been reading, not watching TV. Um, I also read, so besides reading this book, which took a fucking week, um, I read Does It Hurt by H.D. Carlton. And this one was really fucking good. Um, and then 
I started Dark Fay by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti, and that is the first book in the Ruthless Boys series. Um, and that's Gabriel's book, like Gabriel's series and his mate and stuff. And it's really fucking good. And I'm loving it. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been reading. Um, Lexi still isn't back. So this is our social media. Um, if thank you guys so much for listening today, uh, we're going to call Lexi and see what the fuck is up. Um, let's hope she answers guys. Also, there's no way for me to end this recording. So, like, even if Lexi's gone, we can't do anything. Hey, bud. How are you? Let me connect. That's not good. Is your Wi-Fi bad? No. This is Bad News Bears, friends. I'm still recording because I don't have the capability to turn off the recording. So it is still recording because I tried to cancel. Yeah, um, it says recording at fifty-eight minutes and twenty-seven seconds. <laughs> hmm, this is going really well. Um, thank you guys. Like nothing on my computer, it won't let me open. Okay, Lexi, what are you currently reading and watching? <laughs> How are we going to do it this way? How are we going to exit out of the recording? Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> SOS, help. Um. Okay, I am watching. Um, I'm watching Emily in Paris, and I read... Um, ten trend, or I'm reading Ten Trends to Seduce Your Best Friend by Penny Reed. Ashley, what are you reading? I already said what I'm reading. So thank you guys for listening to our wonderful podcast. Um, if you want to see our great book looks and interact with us, just hang out. You know, live the good life. Oh my God, live the blue life. Is that gay? Is that stupid? Oh well, I said it. Um. So, uh, our Instagram, our TikTok is at blues.library. Instagram is at blues.library and at blues.library podcast. And, uh, we also have a Twitter that sometimes we post on and it's super fun and you should go check it out. It's at blues underscore library because we like to make your life hard. Lexi, what other things do we have? We have our website, which is, might be able to get in. Guys, Lexi might be joining us again after a brief interlude. Lexi will be joining us. This was an intermission. Okay, I'm back. Okay, All right. Lexi, what other social medias do we have? So <laughs> we have our website, which is blues-library.com. Um, you can find things like our most recent episode, our favorite book looks, um, our calendar. Um, if you want to read along with us. And then we also, starting next year, January 3rd, which is actually our year mark for the first time we posted our our one of our, our, our first episode, is we are going to be starting with um, book, like book blog things. There'll be like book reviews. We can talk about things that aren't necessarily just books either, but like book related. 
Um, we're very excited about that. I will be posting on Tuesdays. Ashley will be posting on Friday. So you'll be getting those Tuesday or every Tuesday and Friday in the morning. We haven't quite quite decided on a time yet. We'll let y'all know. And we're super fucking stoked. Um, please uh, rate and review our podcast. That means a, a lot to us. Um, you can also follow us on all of the social medias. Talk to us there. We love interacting with you guys. Um, it helps us. Um, and if you guys like specific books more than others, let us know. Um, we'll probably be changing up a little bit next year about how we go about doing them, but we're very excited. Um, but we will see you in 2023. We're so excited. Yes. Y'all have a great week. Um, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't, um, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, have a good one. Um, also in the, um, if you follow the, I don't want to say normal calendar, but the, uh, one that we have in the U.S., happy new year. Yes. Um, and yeah, it'll be lit. Yeah. All right. Make sure wear you your condoms. Don't drink and drive. Don't do illegal drugs. If you have to drink before a party with your family, just bring a Coke bottle. Drink a little bit out of it. Put a shot of vodka in there. Mm, perfection. And don't drive afterwards. Just don't. Drink yeah. It. Don't drive. <laughs> um. Take your birth control. Take your antidepressants. Take all of your meds that you need. Not just antidepressants. And you look gorgeous, boo. Yes. Um, don't be afraid to stick up for yourself. It's really hard for me. So don't take no shit this holiday season. No, you know who you are. You know your worth. Stick to it. Don't let anybody walk all over you. You are fucking gorgeous. You don't need anybody to tell you any differently. Um, exactly. Else? Let's see. Confidence is key. Even if you have and to thank you it. so much for coming along with us this yes. year, guys. We we appreciate it a lot. And we will see. You and thank next you for year. sticking through the very beginning of our podcast because, good lord, it'll just it'll get better. We promise. Now that we have a somewhat idea of what we're doing, it'll just continue. To I know, better. right? <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Have have love a safe you. and happy uh, break, and we will see you in 2023. Bye.